The Army War College's recent findings on climate change point to a scary future, one the Army is ill-equipped to deal with. One group has advice for the Army on how to prepare. Francesco Femia is founder of the Center for Climate and Security. He talked with Tom Temin. There's a lot in the report, um, though I'd say there are two major findings. First, the Army War College report on, on climate change implications for the U.S. Army um, notes that department, the Department of Defense um, is precariously underprepared for the national security implications of climate change-induced global security challenges. I think that's a very interesting and, and, and perhaps even extraordinary finding. I think the second part of the report I think that's worth noting uh, is uh, is the assertion that the U.S. Army, uh, uh, more specifically to the Army, is precipitously close uh, to mission failure concerning hydration of its force in contested arid environments, basically in, in dry places where the Army operates. You know, that's some pretty strong language. Uh, what I would say is, though that sounds quite dire, is it is consistent, I think, with the military's longstanding concern about climate change and also the military's growing concern about climate change uh, over time, uh, including during this administration. So it doesn't surprise me, uh, these assessments, but I think they do point to some serious concerns that the DOD has and the Army has about climate change. And in terms of the global situation where the Army might have to be deployed, what are some of those expected effects as, as the future comes closer? Well, I think it, 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 it's a couple of things. I mean, uh, first of all, um, hydrating the force, as, as the report uh, mentions, is going to be is, is very important in dry places where the where the U.S. military and the Army operates, whether that's in the Middle East or North Africa, uh, or in other places in, in, in the future that that are arid environments. And so, um, so that is going to be a real concern as climate change makes water resources less available. So I think that's one one sort of operational concern uh, that the U.S. Army has. Uh, but on a more strategic level. I think there is certainly a concern in the Army, but also across the services, um, that climate change uh, and its impacts on water uh, are likely to drive more instability, uh, political instability and conflict in a number of areas, both that it's already involved in or operating in, and also that it might be called upon to operate in. And so, and that might stress uh, the capacity of our armed forces as well. So I think those are, you know, kind of the, you know, the, the two levels of concern, I think, that you would, you would see from the Army and that this report identifies. And what about other militaries, say China or Russia? Are they similarly affected by these same trends? Yeah, I mean, I think every country and their uh, and their military forces are in one way or another affected by climate change because climate change affects the entire geostrategic landscape. Um, what I would say specifically about Russia and China is that though there are certainly risks that they'll face from water uh, resource stress, China in particular, um, Russia faces, you know, will face. Um, significant risks in its Arctic regions uh, with permafrost loss, et cetera. But I, but I would also say that um, in, in, from our perspective, and I think, you know, uh, the, you know, the members of the U.S. military, would, would, you know, that, that focus on this issue might see this as well, is that, um, you know, in, in many ways, China and Russia are taking advantage of certain climate-driven dynamics, particularly in the Arctic. So Russia, uh, you know, sees that as an opportunity to expand both its military uh, influence uh, and its commercial uh, interests, uh, and China also sees itself as a near-Arctic nation, and so is uh, is taking advantage of those changes as well to be more uh, present uh, in the Arctic. And so I think those are, you know, those that's really important for the U.S. and the U.S. military to to, to be concerned about um, because uh, because you know there's strategic implications for the United States. And then I'd also add that you know countries like China see an opportunity to expand their influence by supporting 
you know, countries in its own region, but also outside uh, of the of the Asia Pacific region, like Africa and, the, and Latin America, in their efforts to address climate change. And if and when they see that the U.S. is not sort of similarly, you know, supporting you know countries, then they see that as a strategic opportunity. So I think those are all uh, those are all concerns on the strategic level that um, that I would point out. We're speaking with Francesco Femia, founder of the Center for Climate and Security. And getting back to the Army itself, I want to talk about the two issues separately. What should the Army be doing, What, in your opinion, to prepare for the strategic issues related to climate change? And then we'll talk separately about the hydration question. Sure. I think on the strategic level, I think the Army, um, first of all, um, as evidenced by this report, um, but also, you know, I think, you know, there, you know, past concerns uh, from U.S. Army officials um, on on this on the subject, um, they, they're well aware, uh, I think, of the cl- of climate change implications on the geopolitical environment uh, and on the forest. And so um, so they, they the awareness, I think, is already there. Um, and I imagine they'll continue to study this issue so that they're fully you know, capable of, 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 of being ready for any changes that climate change might precipitate. So I think there's a lot that's been done by the services, including the Army, on, on understanding the issue, studying the issue, and figuring out how it affects the forest. Um, I think what, they, what's, what the next step really, though, is, is to figure out um, you know, uh, what kinds of changes and investments need to be made uh, by, the, uh, by the Army in uh, when thinking out, you know, 10, 20, 30 years about what the army, what the the, the operating environment is going to look like, uh, and uh, and how they're going to operate in those environments, and and uh, and also, you know, how they're going to, you know, the U.S. Army is going to support its allies and its partners in these regions, and so that might take significant changes in how, um, you know, in how we're positioned, uh, in the kinds of investments we make, for example, you know, in in support of. You know, resilience in different countries, uh, including no-take capabilities for dealing with natural disasters, for example. Um, so um, there are a lot. These are big questions. So there's no one simple answer. But um, but I think you know the, the, the those are the, the next step. I think for the army is okay. We understand this problem. We can see where it might lead uh, to big changes in the strategic environment in the future. Uh, now, what kinds of uh, planning and investment do we need to make? I think the army wants to do that. Uh, I think they feel constrained in, in a way by you know sort of the political uh, climate on this issue, which is really unfortunate because that that sort of enforces a, a blind spot on the, on the Army's ability to plan for these issues. And with respect to having enough water for troops operating in arid areas, is there anything specific they can, there has to be something they can do, bring lots of bottles or tankers or what? Yeah, I mean, so I think the, the Army War College, you know, recommend a number of, you know, just includes in this report a number of recommendations for how to, to improve its, uh, its hydration capacity. Um, and so, and they, and they highlight, for example, you know that the brigade, their brigade combat teams have not been able to support their own water needs since 2015. So there's a, you know, there's a real dependency issue there. Uh, and so I think the fix, though, just to speak broadly about, I think the kinds of things that need to happen is both technical in, in the sense of investing in the technologies that might be necessary for desalination and water conservation, et cetera, and investing in that kind of resilience to make them you know, more capable of, of operating with less water, basically. And, but more broadly, I think, you know, the Army needs to argue for bigger strategic thinking about how the how forces are going to operate in places that might even be uninhabitable in the future based on climate change. Because, you know, you can try the technical fix as much as you want, but there's going to be some serious sort of, un, you know, uninhabitability issues in some of these right. places. And, and that's, 
that's a big deal. But I think the Army does recommend a number of, you know, technical uh, investments um, to explore advanced technologies for capturing, for example, ambient humidity and recycle water for reuse, et cetera. Um, but I think more broadly than the technical fix, you know, there needs to be a change in thinking uh, in the U.S. government about how serious this is and how serious it's going to affect our ability uh, uh, to to operate in our in our and also our military readiness. Francesco Femia is director of the Center for Climate and Security. We'll post this interview along with a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com/federaldrive. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First. Always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.